Welcome to the Haunting University Podcast, coming to you live from the Rocky Mountain Home Hunter Studios. I'm John Schultz. I'm Keone Hutton. And I'm Leslie Reed. That was actually pretty good. Not bad, John. Well done. Well done. You mean after that first mess up that I did? Yes. Uh, second time's yes, the charm. Yes, it was one. <laughs> yeah, see, you only it did... It was just one. That's impressive progress. Most of you don't know because I very carefully edit them out every single episode, but it normally takes John <laughs> three or four tries to get through the intro successfully. In fairness, not all of those are my fault. No, they are. Many of them are my fault. I am really, really good at screwing you up. Yes, you are. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I have fun. Yes, we do. If we do, I mean, if we're not having fun, why are we doing this? I assumed it was the money. How's that working out? Purgatory? We should move on. We should move on. Yeah, there's no money. There's no I mean, money ever. I get knitting time out of it. Solid. That's actually a pretty good use of your time. I talk and not much else while if I'm doing this. I can talk and knit. I can even talk, knit, and balance on a bouncy ball. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then that's why women will ultimately rule the world. Damn straight. I was just, see, you went to a slightly different place, but <laughs> mine was, this is why women outlive men. Because they can multitask? Yeah. She's getting exercise while I'm standing here. Oh. Well, if you're I'm standing, you're still... I'm getting exercise. I'm just sitting on a bouncy ball because my chair is uncomfortable and everything's closed, okay. so I can't get is in an office chair. Is it a bouncy ball? I'm picturing an exercise ball. It's a yoga ball. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, My contracting so anyway. officer used to have one of those in her cube, and that's what I would do every time I had to go talk contracts. I'd just bounce on the exercise ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get yep. it. I get it. Entertaining. Anyway. Well, that took a weird turn. <laughs> I love it when it does. You never know where this is going to end up. I see. Oh, what are we talking about? That's good stuff. Yeah. Huh? We yeah. are talking about West Coast Hunters Convention. Yes! And... Changes in plans for 2020 Halloween. Yes! yes. Exactly. I can follow the plot. Uh, I'm glad someone can. So last weekend, today... That's why we brought you in. Exactly. What day is today? Today is May 24th. That's the day that we're recording, and this will be released on June 1st. So by the time this is released, it will be two <laughs> weeks since the West Coast, Con- West Coast Hunters Convention wrapped up. The convention was unfortunately canceled this year because of... Surprise, surprise, the COVID-19 pandemic. Who would have guessed? But the convention crew went and made an amazing decision and decided to post all of the classes that they were hosting, or Mm -hmm. probably not all of them, but a number of the classes that they were hosting online as Zoom meetings um, Mm -hmm. and made them available publicly, even if you had not initially purchased a pass to attend the convention. Exactly. So all of amazing. the classes that they were running were free. They were uh, virtual, so you could attend from anywhere. So we took advantage of the opportunity to go and attend a bunch of classes. And holy <laughs> I cannot even believe the ideas that are now coursing through my head. That's the thing I love He's really, most. really excited. He's incredibly <laughs> excited. <laughs> that is the thing I, mean, I love most about going to these conventions. Even if it's only virtual... We, I always get so energized for the upcoming season. Like, I love it. I picture well, so. I was playing Scrabble while while we were doing some of these. <laughs> see, I've got them hooked now. Knitting. 
Well, I'm, you you did, you bastard. Um, so I was playing Scrabble on my phone. I'm picturing Leslie knitting, and then I just picture you in your office literally fist-pumping while you're listening to it. That's what I'm doing right now, baby. God. <laughs> I, we would like to, do, though, do a huge shout-out to the West Coast Honors Convention yes. for making the decision Absolutely. that they did. Because not only did it allow for everybody to get together, even virtually, but... What a great way to promote their convention um, yeah. by adjusting in such a everybody-friendly fashion. Right. Being very um, flexible. Being very, very flexible, acknowledging, look, you, know, you, you could just imagine what a huge loss financially that they took to do this, um, both to cancel the convention, uh, but to still coordinate the people that they needed to manage the Zoom meetings, which, by the way, because the West Coast Honors Convention coordinates with the deaf community of the area, this also did inclu- does include that was cool. ASL translators Yep. Yep. for all of the meetings. So, again... Big shout out to West Coast Honors Convention for the decision they made and for how valuable it truly is for their community, both in the Pacific Northwest and those of us who are elsewhere. Yes. If you're you're not familiar, check them out online. There'll be pictures of the, the previous conventions. They're very cool. And again, just as a brief reminder, this is this is the convention that Kay and I attended uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago together, sure. and you know got some really really great ideas, had some really fantastic experiences. Uh, so again, very excited to be able to join them again, even during this crazy crappy time. ass time. Yep. Uh, for more on that event, check out episode eight. That's where Les and I talk about. Well, that's where you'll hear all the recordings uh, Les and I made while we were at the convention two or three years ago. And then uh, I wanted to jump in and say you can check out the West Coast Hunters Convention online at huntersconvention.com. The convention put all of the Zoom classes from this year up on their YouTube channel. I will put a link out both in. Uh, you should see it on this podcast in our in the about section, and then I'll throw it up on the Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash haunting you. Why don't you also put it up on Twitter? I will absolutely put it up on Twitter at haunting Univer one. That's haunting U N I V E R one, and then you can find it in the about section of the podcast on Podbean and iTunes and all of the other locations where podcasts can be found. So go check it out. Check out the West Coast Honors Convention. And if you have the opportunity in future years, go to the convention because it is an absolutely fantastic opportunity. If any of us are still alive. If any of us survive the pandemic. But... But, Kay, you you do seem to be pretty excited over there. You've piked my interest. What do you got? (laughs) Peaked! I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. It had to be done. It had to be done. Uh, my illustrious friends earlier, before we started recording, discovered that I had been saying the word peaked wrong for the last 33 years. Thank you for that. Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) It's a habit. I'm done. Continue. I'm done. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, so, uh, we want to do a quick recap of what we did at the convention this year. Talk about, a little bit about the classes that we sat in, what we, uh, what our big takeaways were, and then we are going to uh, talk about Halloween for 2020 because following the convention, all of my plans have changed as they tend to do. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. So 
let's jump right into it. Friday night, they offered a behind-the-scenes virtual tour of Fear PDX, which is a haunted house in the Portland, Oregon area. Somewhere, that's the PDX, the airport code for Portland. They took us behind the scenes. They showed us a bunch of stuff. We got to see parts where they were uh, still under construction. They took us on a brief tour of their shop, showed us their makeup room. We got to see behind the scenes of a lot of the props and how things get triggered. They showed us this really awesome effect where they're basically having a ton of balls drop on the patrons, and then they get sucked up by a big vacuum in order to reset for the next one. Super cool idea, and I'm, I am I would love to go tour it and see how it actually ends up working. The tour lasted about an hour. They did a Q&A, and we ended up learning a lot. Unfortunately, this is the one part of the convention that they did not post to YouTube like they did the rest of the classes. But they do a haunt tour every year at the convention. So if you have the chance to go in the future, make sure you're there Friday night so that you can take advantage of the haunt tour for that year. They, t- they do a different haunted house every year. That was amazing audio right there. Thank you. I do what I can. I do what I can. Yeah, I almost said radio. <laughs> I mean, to some degree, it's radio. I suppose it is. Yeah. You know, just commercial-free radio. Not shenanigan-free radio, but commercial-free radio. It will never be shenanigan-free. God, no. Ever. 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 Okay, so what did we do next, Less. We attended Leonard Pickles, basically his his uh, seminar on haunting in the world of a pandemic. Yeah, it, um, it was called Scaring People in 2020, Haunting in the Wake of COVID-19. I'm surprised they did that. The year by itself has done more than a, more than its fair share of scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, and in some cases, not enough. Indeed. I think like eight years from now, all you're going to have to do is literally just say 2020 and people are going to start like shivering. <laughs> uh, PTSD is a thing. And we, will, and we will all suffer from it in the, in the near future. That's why I keep sharp needles on hand. <laughs> if you don't know who Leonard Pickle is, you probably haven't listened to our podcast very much because we talk about him all the time. Uh, he is the founder of a company called Entrepreneurs, who design and build haunted attractions for the industry. He serves as a consultant. He's been doing this for like 40 years. He's kind of the godfather of the professional haunt industry in a lot of ways, while being a very, very strong supporter of home haunters and Mm -hmm. home haunters who are interested in going pro. And he is just the most down-to-earth guy I have ever met. Like, he is just built up in my mind as this unbelievable I mean he's like the Wayne Gretzky of haunting like wow. yeah right and I mean yeah. he's just such a down to earth guy and willing to chat to anyone and give advice although as I mentioned he does run a business so he will do a lot more for you if you sure. pay him but anyway <laughs> we all do a lot more for people when we get paid I was going to say indeed um, but anyway so can I share a quick story about Leonard Pickles? Absolutely, please. You just mentioned he's this very down-to-earth guy, and that was the first time I'd ever heard him speak or seen what he looks like. And I had, when I was watching the video, I had just sat there, and I'm like, God, he looks nothing like what I pictured he would look like. <laughs> and in my head, it I took a minute. Uh, I'm pretty sure purely because of the name Leonard, I had pictured him as Leonard Nimoy. Live long and prosper. 
Wow. So when he pulled him up on the thing, I was like, God, that's what I thought. And I had unintentionally done that without realizing it. That's... Yeah, I thought he was older, had black hair, was thinner, had... This is interesting. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, You're ridiculous. Yeah. Your brain works in special ways, John. That's why we love some, you. Some synapses are misfiring, no doubt. It happens. It happens. Um, Continue. So anyway, um, if you want to check him out, uh, his website is entrepreneurs.com. I'm not even going to try to spell it. Just Google it, do your best, and it will get you there. I promise. John, what was your first takeaway? My, I mean, I, I thought, I thought, did think he did a really good job. Some of those, I mean, I think we're all aware that it's going to be a little bit different this year. Um, I was, he had actually mentioned a lot of things that I had not considered about how one would need to prep for COVID. It's a pretty big list yeah. of the of the necessary things you would need to do right i mean everything from making sure you have your alcohol-based airbrush makeup limiting your brushes make sure people are not sharing their utensils on for all their makeup stuff leslie and i were right. talking a little bit during making sure are probably having actors assigned a costume so no yeah. sharing of costumes and probably and in my mind i would make them for home hunters especially, your actors are responsible for cleaning your costumes at the end of the night as well. No, it was interesting the amount of things that he mentioned that would need to be removed, or at least would probably just for safe safety have to be removed. It was a, like I said, it was a pretty large list. Yeah, I I so badly want a claustrophobia bag, partly because they are well within our budget. <laughs> But this is not a good year to be using a claustrophobia no, bag. It is not. It is Honestly, not. though, with what are you saying about Hans having to shut down? Mm-hmm. Let's put together a wish list. <laughs> my number. Well, I, like I mean, it. the top of my wish list and, is money. Well, but it's at the top of everyone's wish list. Indeed. But, um, but pick things up from people who are closing down. Yes, we need to it's find a way to. Idea. Yeah, I mean, anytime there's something, you know a major economic catastrophe. It is a fantastic opportunity for those who can capitalize on it. We need to figure out how to capitalize on it. Not just <laughs> not just within like haunted attraction shutting down, but all of the like JC Penney just filed for bankruptcy and Macy's filed for bankruptcy. Wherever am I gonna buy my shoes? GSW um. <laughs> So we need to figure out how to so find out how or find out where Foreclosure auctions. We will become vultures. Are listed. Yes, we're going to become vultures. <laughs> vultures are a necessary aspect of the environment. Yep, they clean up what everybody else leaves behind. So, Les, what kind of takeaways did you have? A lot of it was yeah, very much what I expected. Look, this is either going to work really, really well or it's going to fail miserably. There's not going to be a lot of in between. Mm hmm. Um, and pretty much everything that you do in advance is going to tell you what side of the fence you're going to end up on. You, whether you're, you know, in discussion of, there might be cities that won't let you operate. Do you ask for forgiveness or do you ask for permission? <laughs> it um, depends on what uh, well, <laughs> forgiveness and in, entails. In general, well, but and in general, you know, with the haunt industry, there's a lot of stuff that's like they wouldn't even notice unless somebody complained. Right. That's not the case this year. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, this is not a case of you know. Oh well, we 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 know what's we're, we're 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 sorry. We didn't know. It's this is yeah. I did this intentionally because screw you. So <laughs> this is definitely the year to ask permission. 
This is definitely the year to, prior to asking for permission, make bloody sure (laughs) that you have your safety plan and your pandemic plan written out in detail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to present from day one. Yep. Because it is such a huge thing and the fines are not insubstantial and right. you know if we're not just still fines having... i mean we're talking about you know there have been places in the country where people operating illegally for like we're talking word, arrests yeah there have been arrests in jail time we're two months in we're not even through first wave yep yep we are looking at multiple potential waves October, you're getting into regular flu season mm-hmm. anyway, which means this is going to pick back up again regardless. Yay. So, once again, you know, if you're going to operate, you're definitely going to want to spread things out. You're going to want to go smaller than you might otherwise want to go. Uh, I think we're going to go bigger this year. We're going to go so big that people can see their see everything from their cars. That's another uh. option. <laughs> yeah. Like well, the more the more I'm looking at projections and the models and everything else, I'm not seeing a way that we can we as a home haunt can operate safely normally. No, I I agree. I so I'm this, thinking. This is unprecedented. Yeah, I'm thinking we do a really large micro haunt. Yeah, something that you know they drive by, everybody stays in their cars. Sure. And maybe um, we have an actor wearing masks who was giving out candy at the cars. Something. And it would be, and I'm thinking like it's a promo for the future. We're getting people. Yeah. We have the doctor oh, hey. giving out candy. We know that somebody lives here that does cool things. Let, we got to check this out next <laughs> right. year. Right. And it'd be. I loved Leonard's idea. Leonard talked about. Um, he talked about doing your safety. Or doing a safety video, mm-hmm. like here yeah, are all the ways yeah. that we are combating the spread of COVID nineteen. Making you safe, making it safe for you to come here. Exactly, and putting that out on your advertising, putting it out on social media to help uh, make people feel comfortable about coming out and seeing you. I think, well, sure. and, I mean, that would not be hard for us to do. No. no, not at all. And you mentioned the candy instead of, you know, having just a giant bowl. You could. Like prepackaged little party bags of candy and hand them out so that you know. It's not even just prepackaged little party bags. It's like the doctors in full face mask, full gear, gloves. You know, gloves. You know, and handing things. You know, you want to keep six foot window. And he's handing them out with the one of the grabby sticks. <laughs> and I think one of the the most I don't know poignant points he he made was. Does it is you need to ask yourself, does it make financial sense yes. to to yes. open the hunt this year? Uh-huh. Because you're gonna regardless of what the situation is in October, whether it's diminished or if another wave hits or whatever the case is, you're gonna see less people no matter what the case, and you need to decide if your operating costs are gonna outweigh the profit you're gonna make. Exactly. For us yeah. as a home hunter though Profit? There is profit. no profit anyway, there is so no profit. <laughs> I think as long as the city says that we are allowed to go out, then we should do it. Well, and I was thinking you mentioned that from the cars. I know for Christmas you pipe in, you set up a uh, the Christmas music's playing on what like an AM FM, radio yeah. station. Yeah, I have a little F- FM, 200 milliwatt FM transmitter that I can broadcast and whatever right. I want. 
to we the could cars. either do spooky music or uh, hey, welcome to San Luis State's kind of message or yes. whatever the case yes. might be. That way, they don't have to get out of their cars. Yeah. Okay, so back to what we were talking about. Any more takeaways from uh, Leonard's first talk that we want to capture? Definitely planning small with yeah. the focus of planning ahead for future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That also cuts our costs down, so we right. can take advantage of people shutting down and buying their things. But yeah, I, I think having doing like a, a, a drive-through haunt definitely has drive-through some, or drive-by. Some potential. Yeah, yeah drive-through or drive-by. All right, so John, you want to talk about the third class we went to? Which one was that? That was haunt, haunt Design Do's and Don'ts. So yeah, we we also went to his second class because he gave a couple of talks on the do's and don'ts of haunting. Um, and really, just, the, the way he described it was uh, Leonard Pickle's pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as a professional with as many years in, in the industry, right? His you should probably pet peeves pay really should be held up peeves. as. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not quite talking Ten Commandments, but we're getting there. Yeah, write that down. Yeah. Just whatever he said, write uh, it down. That, I mean, this is the class that I took the most away from. I've got three and a half pages of notes, handwritten notes that I was scribbling down as fast as I can as he was talking. And the cool thing was, like, for me, of a lot of this, because some of this was actually um, repeat from one of the classes that Kay and I attended a couple years ago when we were actually at the convention, even, you know, between when we attended that class and when we attended this class and what we've done for our haunt since then, there were a lot of things that I feel like we've been we've incorporated and have had great success in incorporating into our haunt. So that yeah. was also, again, yeah. just kind of this reassuring feeling mm. of, oh, good, we're not completely irritating. <laughs> we learned something. And applied it. And applied it, exactly. Yeah, so that's now four talks we've taken with Leonard Pickle. How to Build a Haunt was the first mm-hmm. one. And then How to Build on a Shoestring Budget was the other one. Uh, if you want to hear about that, go check out episode 8, like I said, because we we talked about uh, all of our takeaways from those two talks there. Big takeaways. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I think a lot of it was, I mean, to some degree, common sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, but at the same time, common sense is not very, very common, and <laughs> everybody wants to be unique and different, and sometimes unique and different is not the way to go at the very least, not the way everybody thinks that they need to. Yeah, I was having a lot of fun reflecting on some of our previous haunt designs, particularly Arkham, <laughs> as he was yeah. talking about uh, things not, <laughs> not, to, not do. to do. So, like, the U-turn scene, where you have uh, a U-turn and you face the scene, I mean, there, there's our Scarecrow room right there. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Better way to do that would be put Scarecrow in the Scarecrow in the middle and have him have guests walk all the way around his cell. The Gauntlet Room. This was one that we caught the day that we opened because Festy was, you know, vivisecting someone and mm-hmm. pulling out the candy, and he was trying to give the candy to people, and they were just running right past because there was yeah. nothing stopping them from the door coming into the room to the door going out of the room. And next, like that, the next day before we opened for the second day of Arkham, I put another panel in there to force them to go around to slow them down so that they couldn't. Uh, so that it was painfully obvious when uh, when we did that. I, I going from being in character to this mad doctor to immediately like no I'm not joking here take the kid. <laughs> like, nothing's gonna happen to you take it. 
Yeah, breaking breaking character. Come off, Festy. Right? Some other things that jumped out at me are things that we've actually talked about previously on the podcast, like shotgun themes, where you have all kinds of different themes in the same haunted house, and there's no connection between them and no overarching storyline, and it just drags people out of um, the suspension of belief, and and they get completely distracted. Yeah, I agree. And, of course, licensed characters. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> I, I now I heard that part, and one part I wanted to point out. I think we're okay as long as you don't make any total profit. There, there is that, but or, or that, or if you claim you they're your intellectual property or anything like that. Yeah, we're we're a home haunt. I mean, who's going to come down and sue us? No one's going to come down and sue us. But yeah. um, if we ever want to take this pro, like we do, uh, ultimately our goal, then. Definitely want to create our own characters and such. Or he got into a good discussion about trademarking, and his recommendation was trademark right. your Hans name, copyright your storyline, but anything beyond that probably not worth it. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. As you know, you've got a lot of people like, oh, but but my but my character, and it's like, well, okay, not. Oh, not it's like quite. he said, if you are an actor and you have your character and you take that character from place to place, maybe it is worth trademarking your character. Uh, Stabitha comes to mind. She's done an excellent job of mm-hmm. branding herself and that like that sort of character may be worth trademarking or copywriting. I'm not real clear on the difference between the two and which is appropriate when. doesn't matter. But again, for us, I don't think it's probably worth it. I am going to look into trademarking Sanguine Creek States because... Might actually be worth it. It certainly could. Be. I I think that there's definitely some. It could cost us two hundred bucks, but. Okay, fair enough. Hurt <laughs> my wallet. You just made thirty dollars. Come on, flush with cash right now. One hundred seventy to go. All right. Well, this is again. I know you don't like it, but this is why I recommend theft. Yeah, I know. It, I know. It it helps with cash flow. That's one way to put it. (laughs) Too bad I can't steal a trademark. Or can't I? We will look into trademark theft. Write that down on the wish list. I've I've actually got a pretty good list going of things I need to look into. (laughs) Fair enough. We'll we'll visit that another day. But I I think like Leslie had mentioned, a lot of it was stuff we had recently thought of. And some of them were on the list of both. We do's and don'ts, I think. Yes, Uh, yes. Listening to them, I was like finding ourselves on each side of it. Uh, any other closing thoughts from that talk? Yeah, I think I'm good. So the next class that I went to was an inter- introductory guide to pneumatics uh, by Mr. Scott Shear, who's a home haunter in the um, in the Oregon area. Not a lot of big takeaways, honestly, but mostly because I'm fairly familiar well, with pneumatics. I'm a freaking engineer. Yeah, and introductory is well shipboard engineer. It was it was a very base level class, but if you are interested in getting into pneumatics, it was a fantastic introductory class for someone who has no background in pneumatics. Check it out because he goes into like minute detail, and oh my gosh! So even the classes that I think I know everything on, there's usually a single golden nugget that I can pull out and just is it blows me away and i sat through the entire hour of his class before i found that nugget but holy shit, did it blow me away and this nugget is simple 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 way 
to make a motion detector trigger for any electrical prop. Ooh. Two oh, components. Can I spiked my interest again? And... <laughs> Go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. All right, I'm done. That's the last time I'm done. Fair enough. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm gonna. We're gonna hear that at least three more times in this episode. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. But the so the golden nugget, simple way to make a motion detector for any electrical prop. You take your basic motion sensor light, like security light that you would put outside your house. Somebody walks by and the light turns on. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. You take one of those and then you take one of those screw-in socket. Electrical outlets. They sell them at Christmas time, particularly, so you can unscrew the bulb, screw in one of these, and voila, you have an electrical plug right there on your light. So you put the two together, don't put a light bulb in your motion detector, put one of these plugs in instead, and plug in your prop to it. As soon as they walk by, it will turn on. Isn't that amazing? Like, it's so simple, and it never occurred to me... But okay. it's so easy. I mean, I have the stuff in my garage to do this. <laughs> I think I might need a play-by-play. Play what? Yeah, I was gonna say. Have you tried it? Yes. It's it. It's beautiful. It's like so elegant. He's I love so it. So excited. I am so excited. That that by itself would have been worth the price of admission because it will save. Like. To buy a motion detector that would work on any other prop cost me 40, 50 bucks. I can do this for 10. Sure. Not bad. <sighs> Using materials in ways that they were never intended to create success. Exactly. And now I just need Goodwill to open again so that I can go start looking for motion detector lights <laughs> for cheap. A haunting university special. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then, okay. So that was the introductory guide to pneumatics. Which was, like I said, that was my one golden nugget. But if you want info on pneumatics, go check it out. But the one that absolutely freaking blew me away, blew me away, was the first thing on Sunday. So Leslie and John decided to ditch me on Sunday. Leslie had gardening to do. John was sleeping in. Whatever. How dare you? (laughs) I don't know what you were doing. I don't know what I was doing. (laughs) But anyway. I was, in fact, gardening. We're trying to take care of five years of benign neglect from the previous owner on our yard, and the bindweed, thistles, and everything else are taking over, and it irritates the It's a noble task. No question. It's a noble task. It is making good progress, and it's looking very nice. It is looking very nice. I'm very impressed with what you guys are getting through, and how fast you're getting through it. Uh, So this last one... Fair enough. This, well, la- uh, this last class was, uh, it's called Drive Bu- drive Guest Engagement with New Tech. And they were specifically talking about AR and social media. AR, for those of you who are not familiar, is augmented reality. John, give me an example of augmented reality that is in your life. Pokemon. Uh-uh. Actually, that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go is the augmented reality that pe- most people are familiar with. You are using your camera on your phone. You look somewhere. Oh, look, there's a Pokemon there, and you can interact with it. It appears using the camera on your phone. It looks like it's out there in the world with you, and um, it's augmenting the reality that you're seeing. So Mr. Matt Knowles from Carriageway Cemetery and uh, Creatures of the Night, they're uh, two things that he works with, 
uh, gave this talk, and uh, he presented it as a make-and-take, where he actually sat down and showed us how he uses Spark AR, which is a Facebook, a free, by the way, Facebook-based augmented reality software program that you can very easily, he did it in about 20 minutes with us, take just about anything and make an augmented reality whatever i'm like he, he was so he had one thing where people would pose next to the sign of his cemetery uh you and then using the augmented reality and tentacles would come flying out of it and they could get pictures of tentacles trying to grab them okay that's pretty cool he showed us how to do that in 20 minutes 20 that's minutes awesome. I now have the basic knowledge, and it is basic, I haven't gotten to play around with this yet, but I have the basic knowledge that I could take one of our headstones and make it so that when people look at our headstone with this augmented reality software, it will tell the story of the person who was buried there. What a way to give our backstory. For all the people who are coming, who are waiting to go through the haunt, they can explore the grounds. They use this AR software to look at headstones, to look at stuff all over the yard, and we can present our backstory in a fun and exciting and technologically relevant way. Holy Uh, this is going to take us to the next level. There's some fun ways to hide some Easter eggs with that. Absolutely. All of Pokemon Go, where it's like, Search the yard, see if you can right. find these items. I'm thinking like Harry Potter Land at Universal, where they've got all of these things that you can interact with with your wand all over the land, and you have to find them. Like, we could do something like that in our yard. We could. That's pretty cool. I like that. Now, one quick question, just just in case, because I'm not as obviously as familiar with this. When you said the AR software, I'm assuming we would have to... They would have to download sort of either a specific app or program to do yes, this, correct? That is okay. correct. They would need a specific app on their phone, and I think we would get around that by putting a sign at the gate that says, if you want to interact with all of our <laughs> download this app on your phone. And there's a little QR code, and they can use the QR code to find the proper app. So I like, think you should let me or Leslie write that sign. But yeah, I, I like that thing. <laughs> but like, it's brilliant. Like, the way that oh, he... I've never seen you this excited. I... It's revolutionary. No one else in the industry, as far as I know, is doing this. Uh, and Mr. Noel, Mr. Matt Knowles brought it to the West Coast Hunters Convention and presented it to all of us. And I think this is going to be an absolute game changer throughout the industry. And we have an opportunity like to be in on it ground floor, baby. I like it. I'm thinking, like, my mind has been racing ever since I left this class. I'm thinking we can do stuff with our advertising, the posters that we're putting up around town. People can, you know, put something on there, look at it with AR, and um, it can do stuff. Our, I don't know, make our our crest jump up and spin. I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But it will make people interested. It will drive people to our haunts, and I think it will make our numbers go through the roof. You well, can here's... partner with like the software developer or something like that. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's really here's another cool. really cool thing that we can do with this, and it it ties into our change of plans for this year, as it were. Um, people don't even have to come into your haunt; they can drive by and still be able to engage. Yes, and that's where I think so, we need to go for 2020. I was going to say, so maybe we should talk about what our current plans are for 2020. 
or how they have changed. How they have changed. So let's let's recap for a moment. Twenty twenty, Halloween is on a fr- is on a Saturday. Halloween is on a full oh, moon. What a waste. And there's a full moon on Halloween, and oh. Uh, oh, daylight savings time is the next day, so there's an extra hour that night. Oh come on. AKA all of this is Haunter's Heaven. This is the best Halloween in our freaking lifetime, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. The next time this will happen is, what, 65 years from now? I don't think I will be alive to see it. Fair enough. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, how do we capitalize on this? Does it involve theft? Not yet. But today is May 24th. We are something like 120 days away from Halloween. We have four months. That can't be right. Well, if we open it, if we June, open it at the July, beginning August, of August, September, October, we have five months. Yeah, we have okay. So we have five months to put something together. We really need to pick a direction and go. And there are just so many unknowns with COVID right now that I fear there will be a I second flare-up right around September, October that will just shut everything down. And it will, and if we choose to go in the direction that we were, which is build a walkthrough haunt that people can, you know, walk through and touch <laughs> and contaminate right. and all of those things, then I fear it is we are going to waste the best Halloween of our lifetimes. More than likely. If things are as they are right now, I can't see very many people being comfortable enough to do that. I know, I know. Well, and so, like, I can't even see people being comfortable enough to necessarily trick-or-treating. E- even something like right. that is going to go down considerably. So how do we adjust to a Halloween where even having kids come up to the door is going to be unlikely That's pretty best. iffy. Yes, yes. And I think the only way to do it is to get rid of the door. So, like, hinges and all? Yes. It's cold. <laughs> no doorknobs for you. <laughs> I want to make a drive-by haunt. <laughs> thank you all for... Aside. Thank you for the... Thank you for reacting. I I needed that. <laughs> makes you feel any better. I swallowed some air doing that. It does. It, it makes me feel better. I, I appreciate your devotion, John. Thank you for that. So here's what I'm thinking. This was going to be our first year. Are you all right? You going to live? No, I'm fine. I'm, okay. Well, that's debatable, but yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. This was going to be our first year... In the area, we're already marketing ourselves as uh, Chesapeake Beach, Maryland's newest home haunt. We are. I like it. We are. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of with Leslie. It's the only thing that's on our Facebook page right now. Like the only thing on our Facebook page right now. So, I think we take this as an opportunity to tell our story. What is the backstory of Sanguine Creek Estates? Why? Is this such a creepy-ass place, and why sh- should people want to come and explore it? How do we do that? It, have, it is kind of a unique opportunity to do it. It is. It is. But we, So now all we got to do is figure out the best way to do it, and I want to sketch out what our haunt is going to look like this year 
Like, literally, I'm getting out paper so I can sketch it out. <laughs> I actually have a picture of you over there doing, like, the evil finger pyramid. Mr. Burns? <laughs> Mr. Yeah, pretty Burns. much. Yeah, I'm Mr. Burnsing it. Excellent. So, if people are, going, are not going to be able to come down, we need a weenie. A giant weenie. A giant, humongous, jumps out at you and slaps you across the face room. weenie. <laughs> The next word out of your mouth is veiny. I swear to God. We don't want veiny weenies? <laughs> Why are we making weenie jokes, John? I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> because of a madman at Disney. Because of a madman, yeah. Walt Disney. I don't think it was Walt Disney. It was. It was Walt Disney. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? You said it was by the book was by someone else. Uh, so Marty Sklar wrote the book, but yes. it was Walt. Yeah, Walt Disney is the one who um, who coined the term weenie in the amusement industry. Oh, and that, what they're talking so many questions. I know, but what they're Walt talking Disney about was a dick. <laughs> no, seriously, he was an absolute ass. Really? You had to pick that one? Really? Yes, I did. <laughs> Why else would he pick weenie? He was a dick. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what they're talking about is a visual magnet. Something that sticks out and helps orient the guests no matter where they are in the in an attraction. So if you picture Disneyland or Disney World, any of the Disney theme parks, the what castle. is the what yeah, the castle is the weenie. It is the thing that everything else is built around um, so that you can orient yourself. There's the castle, I know exactly where I am in the park. Or, I don't know where I am in the park, but there's Where's the, the castle, castle, so I'm going that direction. Yes, well, yeah, Weenie exactly. Castle is fairly hard to miss. Weenie Castle. Not to be confused with the penis castle in The Little Mermaid. Different yes. different thing. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Wow. Wow. Again, if you want to hear more about visual magnets, <laughs> go check out episode 10 of Haunting You, because we make weenie jokes for like an hour that's most of what that episode is. That is most of what yes, that episode is. is. Uh, and actually, that's kind of that like so. This is p- kind of turning into part two of that episode. So that episode was talking about what micro haunts. Yeah, so I was talking about micro haunts and wh- what we are going to do this year. I think is going to be a big ass micro haunt. Would you call that a? You know what? Never mind. That's a stupid joke. Don't Continue. do it. Don't do it. No. 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 Mega micro haunt. It's a mega weenie. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Excellent. So, make, so, when you say make it bigger, like you said, you we had talked about this before. You said we need to make everything bigger. What is? What do you think that entails? Well, it needs to be so obvious that you can see it from the street. If people are going to be driving by in their cars, they're not going to be getting close enough to see the minute detail so sure we need to focus more on the what's the opposite of minute i thought you were gonna say what's the opposite of weenie <laughs> leslie what's the opposite of minute large <laughs> large thank you yes <laughs> so something that draws your attention yeah so we need to go big everything that we do needs to be larger than normal to make it more obvious to people who are far away well, and not even just make it more obvious or make it more visual, because again, we need supposed to drag you in. This needs to be something that 
they're being drug in, but not close. Yes. So yes. This is, this is, can we say let's is, be drawn in? Let's be drawn in? <laughs> Instead of drug in? Hey, fine. Drag I'm going to draw in quarter people. Dragged in. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Want me to draw in quarter them instead? I'm gonna go lie. I'm gonna go lie down <laughs> like a rug. <laughs> anyway, so yes, something. But the thing is, is, is it, it's seeing Cinderella's castle or Sleeping Beauty's castle, depending on which coast you're on. And instead of just being able to see it and going, I need to go in that direction. You can stand at the far end of the park and go, Oh, look, I see the person that's on there in full detail, in you know, full size. So it's not just I can see it and I know where to orient myself. It's I can see it and I can interact with it even at a distance. Yes. Effectively. Yes, exactly. Of a, like something that like you you see it and you want to know more. That too. Like a giant hot dog. You want to know what why it's there. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> Ask Oscar Mayer. It's worked for them for years. Yeah. This is true. As well as people saying singing they wish they were an Oscar Mayer wiener. And they put wheels on it. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. Wait, what about a hot van? No, oh, never mind. That, we'll get I mean, it. never mind. Never mind. No. I was no. I was actually going to say, um, not van, but. Say, <laughs> like, okay, we can't drive around in a van trying to attract children to the I know, van. That I know. I know. You in, in jail. But if you don't use a van. Like a, like a Honda? <laughs> no, like a... Hearse? Hearse! <laughs> that was, I yeah. just screamed that really loudly and my children are sleeping in the next room. <laughs> Honestly, if this is you know the only time they're ever woken up by you screaming about a hearse, I'll be impressed. I was going to say, that can't possibly be a first. I'm not well, saying it is. It certainly is. won't be a last. <laughs> anyway... Uh, so, I mean, a hearse is an option. It's not an option I want to go with because I don't have that kind of money. I was going to say, so this is where theft comes in. So we're this is where theft com- this, this is where the theft comes in. Thank it you. It finally became relevant. <laughs> it's never relevant. It's just existing. Yeah. So are you thinking of, like, dre- like putting a costume on one of your cars, per se, trying to make it a hearse? No. I'm thinking we go full theater. And no one's gonna That sounds like something you would say. I know. <laughs> I, I want to build a theatrical production in our front yard where we have the ghosts of the doctor's former patients come back and tell their story. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold up. Am I telling the former patient stories or am I writing the backstory of Sanguine Creek? I don't know. Discuss. Talk amongst yourselves. It's <laughs> called deflection for our <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're doing this. Let's brainstorm. All right. So in terms of setting things up for people to come back later, there really are two ways to go. And it is the here's the history of Sanguine Creek and here's the history of the doctor's patients. Um, I think in terms of value, we've kind of written the haunt to where if we do his dead patients it kind of gives everything away because we're marketing this initially as look, I'm helping people come see all my living patients. 
Um, whereas if we mark, if, if we do the backstories of people who've died in the manor and the, on the estate over its history, um, we set up for, okay, something's a little weird here. And we set up for, um, some of the initial ghosts in the haunt. Yeah. Okay, it's not a I discussion like if I'm the only one talking. I know. No, I like <laughs> I like where you're going. I think you're right. We need to talk just... about the history of the estate, not the doctor. I'm so... still trying to get past an actual doctor scene. Come see my living patients. I'm a doctor. Uh, John Dorian. Most of my patients live. <laughs> They're not dead yet. <laughs> They're getting better. I'm, I'm not dead. I'm just putting that into like a... I feel like, happy. Uh, like, look at my patient. He's alive. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Okay, I like it. So, here's here's what I have. Here's what I can do. I've been playing with technology for the last two, the last week in preparation for this night. Okay. I've talked in the past. I use a program called Lightorama to synchronize all of my Christmas lights to music. Lots of people do this these days. If you want to see it, go check out YouTube. They're all over the place. I dug into the capabilities of Lightorama and stuff that I've not used yet. And okay. they now will let you synchronize a video to the lights. Oh, that's cool. So oh. what I want to do, we're going to make okay. a movie. And then we are going to synchronize Ooh. all of the special effects to the movie. We will have... A projector that shows the ghost coming up and talking, and I want to sprinkle a okay. few other weenies in around it as well. Like, like cocktail or Victoria sausage? I'm sorry, that was right there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sprinkle a few other visual magnets in as well. <laughs> so we've got lots of room to work with. We've got lots of windows. We have a pretty large yard. I'm thinking we have just one projector that's synchronized to the show we have another projector in various windows with just ghosts wandering by as they do are these like atmos effects things that you're thinking thank you for bringing that up absolutely ah. atmos effects is definitely one one company that makes these atmos atmos fx and i have a number of their they call them hallusion because what you do is you project onto a piece of, like, mosquito netting, something that's see-through, but you can't really see very well. And so it makes it look like there's nothing there, especially if you light it correctly. Go ch And I'll put up some examples of where I've used Hallusion in the past, and it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so Atmos FX is one company that does it. Spectral Illusions is another one that produces really cool oh. digital effects that we can put on a projector. First question. Go. Do you have enough projectors? Yes, no question. Yeah, that's okay. a very good question. <laughs> I not, figured you probably would, but just in case. I have uh, four at my disposal right now. Well, try not to okay, dispose of them. Yes. So, yeah, I'm I'm not worried. The, I can only sync one to Lightorama, though. So I could potentially... You, pro, you can, or the program only allows it? The program it? only allows it. it you okay. can only do one screen off of that. An alternative, but I don't like this one as much, I could do multiple screens, but then I can't do 
all of the other effects. So there will be no lightning or anything. It's just a movie shown at different places in the yard. Mm, I'm not sure if that's worth the trade-off. That was my thought as well. Like, it would be cool, but I'm pretty sure, you know, I'll have multiple projections going anyway, and for the amount of time that people will be looking at it, I don't think it'll make that big of a difference. Probably not. So so I'm definitely leaning toward single projector telling the story, and then the other projectors are just atmosphere. So I want to put Atmos FX's Halloween moon up on the roof. So big full moon with stuff happening in front of it, which is flying by, and the moon turns into a jack-o'-lantern, and there's cats and bats and spiders and howling wolves and zombies, and it's a lot of fun. It, it'll catch people's eye. It's high up. It's, it's a weenie. It'll be a good visual magnet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> while all of that is happening, I've got my creepy little girl popping up. I've got the headless guy wandering around. How do we tell the story? Hmm. Who do you have in mind for telling the story, Les? So I've got four. I've got four vignettes that we're going to do. I like it. And this kind of gives us four different eras to work with in the future if we want to hop times, while also setting up the haunted nature of the grounds and of the estate, um, and setting up for kind of this idea of, Maybe this new owner will be different, but wait, (laughs) maybe not. Um, The first one is a villager from pre-revolutionary war era. Uh, The entire village was slaughtered, and we're listening to the ghost tell what happened. Uh, Slaughter was by an unknown monster. Mostly because I can't bring myself to do the Indian burial ground trope or the natives killing the settlers trope. So I'm doing just a monster, think Roanoke, except more blood and guts. Okay, okay. Next one is we've gone from village, so thereby the village and the grounds having the haunt and being haunted um, and setting that up to we now have a building and it is a British-run Revolutionary War prison. Okay. So political prisoners, torture, death, dismemberment, all that good stuff. Why do you keep laughing? So, prisoners telling the story here. Prisoners telling the story. The casualness of what you say, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, it's not a criticism, I'm just pointing out that made me giggle. I like it. I like it. Keep going. When I have to teach students that decapitation with a ridiculously sharp sword is not a brutal way to die... Yeah. You would think 29 hits with a dull axe would be enough to join the Headless Hunt. You would think. But, you know, the execution by a very, very sharp samurai sword, and I'm having students say, this is so brutal, and I'm like, you really need to read about the Blood Eagle and the Spanish Inquisition. Expects the Spanish Inquisition. And oh dear lord, can I teach you so much about brutality and murdering people? <sighs> Decapitation with a sharp, sharp sword? Pretty humane way to go. Anywho, so the next third. round. <laughs> hey, do you remember Last Samurai? Yes. Oh, Tom Cruise. I just watched. I just watched that not long ago. I love that movie. I did too. The reason I bring it up is that one scene where he killed those people.
and the last guy he slices clean through his head. Right. It takes a second for his head to fall off. Sure. In the theater, everyone is completely like, <gasps> except Kay, who's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a callback to Last Crusade. Or the very, very end as they're going through the thing and the the spinny blade chops the guy's head off and then it takes a second and then it falls off and rolls down the stairs. The entire theater being shocked but Kay's just like, that's some funny s***. That <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Tom Cruise getting his head lopped off. Someday. Anyway. We can hope. Alright, so the third one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Detour. Don't put your tail there. We detour a lot. Yeah, we do. So the third one is um, we're now out of Revolutionary War period, but not by a whole lot. Um, and I got to get the timing right on this, which means I got to go back to one of my books. Uh, the the third one is a smallpox hospital, uh-huh. and it's a patient who has died of smallpox while in the hospital as they are trying to find a new vaccine. Which is why I've got to check the dates because I actually do have a really really good book um, written by a fantastic uh, historian on smallpox vaccines and the spread. So this kind of brings in this pandemic epidemic. Um, we're trying to fix this, but we really don't know what we're doing yet because virology is, is <laughs> it's a brand new thing. We basically have just barely gotten out of the, the, the area of the air is bad. It's like, well, yes, but it's not actually the air. It's in the air and there's a whole bunch more to it than this. Um, so it's a it's a victim of a smallpox hospital where they are doing experience on experiments on patients with the intent to be helpful. So again, this is I'm trying to tie these these tiny threads into our doctor is trying to be helpful. Of, who's trying to be helpful, but it all goes wrong. Uh, creates a monster who slaughters everybody. The, the the prison portion is his relationship to being Shanghai taken to China by the British. So I, I'm trying to tie in all these threads and trying to do it in like. Little two-minute stories. Um, (laughs) The fourth one, which is essentially setting up specifically for our asylum, is our asylum patient. And this I actually want to be the little girl that Uh, we've talked about. The doll? Not the doll. We've also talked about, remember, the girl with the teddy bear? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's who's going to be the asylum. So, again, trying to link these characters in as ghosts that we could pepper the haunt with once we actually start doing mm. a full haunt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they haunt the grounds, they set up, we have a monster, we have, you know, trauma, drama, experimentation, uh, executions, etc. And then we have an asylum where, again, horrible things are happening, even under the guise of, we're just locking you awake so we don't know what to do with you because you're a little weird. And then setting up for... And I, what I kind of want to do is end each vignette with a line of, and I really hope this new owner is better, or something kind of along those lines where mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. we're acknowledging that this is changing hands, we've had all of this trauma, maybe this new, this new owner of the estate is going to be in a position that we can be put to rest instead of continuing being around to observe all of this hell. I like it. I like it. How do we tie them all together? Um, like in the movie, we need so, we need a thread to connect. Are we tying it and doing one movie, or are we doing four little short movies that, if this, they point to ask. different places, they get a different picture? Both. Okay. So I say that because 
there's going to be I'm all of the, everything is going to be built into a single movie because I can only play a single movie on loop. Right. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could certainly have just two minute vignette, five minute blank screen while other stuff is happening, new sure. vignette. Mm-hmm. That, that that's an option. I don't know if I love it, but it's an option. Yeah. So in terms of tying everything together, um, it can certainly be a case of like, so the first one ends with so much blood that has been spilt on this ground, may no one ever build here again. Cut to, I'm an American soldier imprisoned in this Actually, you know, tower. Yes. I'm listening. The characters may tie it together. What do you mean? Elaborate. So I'm going to start with like the keep, village. Keep going. Because the, the, the village is, and again, trying to, trying to set this up, and again, just <laughs> total disclosure. I suck at writing anything short. So this is going to be a trial for succinctness on my part. But and a lot of it is also I'm trying to put in a lot of setup in a very very quick amount of time. So. My, my my village is we, we we settled alongside this creek. We were so hopeful for the land. We named it Sanguine. You know we you know the the but again and, and again playing on this. It's hopeful. We're we're hopeful for our, our new future next to this Sanguine Creek. Then we go to um, you know, the Revolutionary War where it's taken over and because of this initial slaughter, everybody remembers they built on it. Like okay, we're just gonna stick the prisoners there because who cares about the prisoners if monsters get them? No big whoop. And then, you know, Sanguine really gets to take on the meaning of bloody. And then, okay, prison, okay, we, we'll, we won't use it for a prison again, but we're in the middle of this pandemic, we have this empty building, we're going to stick everybody here. And then, okay, well, we've had sick people here anyway, so we'll put the crazy people here. So that's kind of where I'm trying to thread things through as quickly as possible without this being a five-minute exposition by each character. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. And Fair I enough. think that I think the characters will do a good enough job of setting themselves up and tying the story together. I was debating like, do we need a narrator to tell the overall story? But I think the characters are going to do it by themselves. Yes, no. I think they uh, will. I mean, I, I, and a lot of it, I think, is also I'm going to need your guys's input on editing and a few other things of like, okay. What do we really want to highlight in this piece, this piece, this piece? Um, what's going to best foreshadow to our our our, our storyline that we're trying to write? Um, while also again setting up, you know, we want to do an outdoor haunt. Let's do pre-rev village and have a monster. Why not? Yeah, I got, I got no issue with that. Okay. So it's it's kind of a it's a multi setup system that I'm hoping is going to work the way I think it's going to work. Okay. We need to actually record people giving these talks. I was going to say, at some point... In order to ghostify it. Right. And I've got some ideas on how to ghostify it. Actually, it's a class that I attended at the last West Coast Haunters Convention, by the way. How to go... Copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, you can't just use that. That's okay. Um, Ghostify. Ghostify. Trademarks. Do you guys have ideas on who to play characters? Like the little girl with the teddy bear? Is there? Do you have someone in mind here, or are you just <laughs> running with ideas right now? 
running with ideas right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, I mean, my nieces are nowhere <laughs> near in state and a little young for this. <laughs> yes. I actually thought about using Luca as the smallpox patient. I, I mean, I I have I have a friend. I have no idea if she'd go for it. I don't even know if she has the costume anymore. But she actually worked as a historical reenactor at. Um, so can't believe well, I'm like it. But okay. basically, Rev Rev War era historical reenactor. And I was kind of thinking she might be able to do either the 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 prison or the smallpox hospital, just kind of that era that she's that she used to work. Oh, where the hell? She just sounds like she has some good experience in that. Yeah, no, she did this for a couple of years. Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, okay, sure. Okay, yeah. what you talking about? Okay. So I'm looking at Spectral Illusions. So are you website? looking at those in lieu of having someone play it? Well, because no, I, I, no, I, I mean, what you're saying. there's no reason I couldn't record over the audio. I don't think people are going to be... Well, and I, the other consideration we could do, especially for something like this, where, okay, costume's not quite right in terms of era, mm-hmm. headshot. I don't want to do headshots. Because... You so want full body. The way I'm... I'm thinking about building a mausoleum. Okay. Okay. And projecting on the door of the mausoleum... So each of the characters is coming out of the mausoleum, standing at the door, telling their story, and then uh, vanishing. And okay. I like that because it gives me a place to store all of the electronics out of the rain. You know, it's in a protected Just enclosure. A brief shift. Instead of a mausoleum, do gates to a crypt. I mean, what's the difference? Mausoleum is family. Only members of one family are going to ever be buried in a mausoleum. Crypt is where you bury the bodies for five years, and then once they're bone, you dig them up and you stick them in the crypt so there's space for more bodies. Seems like a lot of work. Uh, Paris. Uh, The crypts of Paris are impressive because, well, lots of dead people and lots of history. Uh, I, I would do Gates of a Crypt instead of a mausoleum just to make it a little bit more generic. I get that, but again, I need to. I need the a place difference, but the, the, the difference between the two, it'll still be kind of an enclosed because it's you're going to go gates into. Oh, something. so like something like. You just shift the the architecture a little bit, and mm-hmm. now you're not expecting to have some family name over the top, and it becomes a little bit more of a, a generic entrance. Okay. I suppose I'm really just quibbling over terminology because. In effect, for the most part, a lot of your iconography is going to be similar. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. So, Kay, you were saying you and you just wanted that basically just to store this, some equipment. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yes, I want to store my equipment in the crypt. Thank you. That's all I wanted. To do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Protect the I projector. Want. Well, and that's actually a good idea. Just prevention of theft and shit like that because yeah, people are too. dicks. Yeah, so I think that's that's the direction I'll go. I'll build a uh, a crypt entrance sure. with gates. I'm just sketching things out right now. Yeah, okay. I like, th- I like this plan. So, running back to Spectral Illusions real quick. I see they do custom effects. For how many monies? Uh, call for a quote. Okay. I have the first idea. 
but looking at some of the custom stuff they do, like they're doing projection mapping on buildings. That's way beyond sure. what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. You know, we need an eight minute sure. video with four different characters. Right. Nothing too complicated. But that may be a direction to go instead of finding actors and trying to film it ourselves. Yeah. Not a bad plan. Especially this year, it might be easier than finding actors. Yeah, so I think I'm going to reach out to them and just see. Because... Why not? Can't hurt to ask, right? Why not? So, Les, you are working script? Yes. And then as soon as you have something, send it to us and we will... Mm -hmm. uh, We'll take take a cut on it. Yep. I am building crypt. I need to ID projector locations. I need to projector locations and videos for each. I need to track down some more videos. I need to make sure I've got screens for all of those and what they'll be projecting onto. Okay. I think I have a way forward for the next next couple of weeks at least. Excellent. Cool. So Les, how long do you think you need to work out the script? I can get a rough cut probably in the next five days. Um, we're okay. taking tomorrow pretty easy, so I should be able to get some writing in tomorrow. Cool. I'll give you two weeks. Okay. Lovely. We'll, we'll see how give it goes. Give me some time to get started and then get some editing done to cut it down as I sit there and have to force myself to not chase plot. Don't, don't worry too much about cutting down because we can help you cut down. Yeah, no doubt. You don't need me chasing plot bunnies. That's fair. All right. So we know what we're doing. We are. We have a plan to get there, and we have our our initial tasks. Well, um, I'll have to take some time and take a look at our Gantt chart again. Well, build a new Gantt chart probably, and figure out our all the new tasks that we have to accomplish. So I'll I'll work out the Gantt chart too. Okay. Ah, love the Paris Catacombs. <laughs> uh, John, what are what are you doing? We need we need. How do we get you involved in this? Find lots of pictures of Paris Catacombs for me. I'm, I feel like you are doing that on your own. <laughs> John, I want you to do research on people who make ghost videos. <laughs> you mean like companies? Companies, whatever. See, see if you can find anything else besides Atmos FX and Spectral Illusions that do that kind of thing. Yeah, I think I can do that. If you if you know amateur filmmakers in your area who want to want to get in on this, I'm I'm open to anything at this point. I know nine of them. Be Excellent. very careful how you search for amateur filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I might throw the word haunt in there just to kind of don't. I mean, th- that's going to narrow you down too much, I think. All right, I'll just weed it out. <laughs> I, th- I don't think it'll be too big of a problem. Okay, that seems doable. Uh, we do need to wrap up, though. Yes, probably. Probably. You want to give a social media plug? I've been talking too much. It's your turn. <laughs> so if you want to find our podcast, you can find it on Podbeam. Go and just search for Haunting and then the letter U. You can also find it on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at HauntingUniver1, Haunting, U-N-I-V-E-R-1. You can also subscribe to our podcast, so that way the episodes are just downloaded automatically onto your phone. Also, do us a solid. Go listen to the podcast and just go on on iTunes. Give us a review. 
it helps it helps us learn what we're doing good, learn what we're doing not so good, and it helps the podcast get a little bit more notoriety. So if you have time, drop us a review. Nice, nice. Okay, where's the where's the Facebook website? Yeah, so our Facebook page is facebook.com slash haunting you you could also check out uh sanguine creek estates at facebook.com slash sce haunt and we will be of course posting that's where i'm putting everything uh as we're building uh you can see some pictures of some wall panels that i built so i'm getting we're starting to play with like uh, paint colors and lighting and seeing those kind of things all of that you can see on our sanguine creek estates page uh go check that out on facebook as well I think that's a wrap for the night then. As always, if you have questions, comments, thoughts on ways that we can do the podcast better, or... Oh! 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 We forgot the yes. most important thing! Cookies? No! Rala? What? I mean, in fairness, it was your fault for asking, letting us guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. So in episode 25, we talked about how I was super excited because we had a listener from Arizona binge listen our podcast... Yes. And after he heard that, the listener from Arizona, he reached out to us and introduced himself. And I just wanted to give him a shout out because that made my day. So Mr. Jim Transu from Arizona, thank you for being a loyal Haunting You listener. Thanks for reaching out and introducing yourself. And uh, we mentioned on that podcast that something about the Sanctum of Horror and Blackout, and apparently Blackout is a special event that Sanctum of Horror does on the weekend where they cut out all the lights. Uh, we didn't know what it was at the time, but Jim was able to explain it to us. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah. We love hearing that, that, that people are enjoying it. So, Jim, good to hear from you. Yeah, thank you, Jim. If you want to make it onto the podcast, reach out to us via Facebook, via Twitter, and we will give you a shout-out uh, when we hear you. All right, I think that is all we have for today. So, from all of us at Haunting You, as always, stay safe from the pandemic so that you continue haunting, and happy haunting. Although, if you don't stay safe from the pandemic, please haunt the assholes who are making it impossible for everybody to <laughs> It was way better than where I thought you were going. I thought you were just going to say, for realism, please have your course shipped to where we will set up our haunt. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see our Facebook page for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Haunting University can be reached via Facebook at www.facebook.com slash haunting you with the letter U or on Twitter using the handle at haunting univer one that's haunting u-n-i-v-e-r one be sure to check out our new page on Podbean at www.hauntingu.podbean.com